0: Hey, with uh, Roshanik Jabari, The Woman in White is the documentary short film. Uh, really, really interesting film. Uh, well photographed, kind of like a really, almost like a perfectly put put together uh, 19 minute documentary about this person. So we'll, we'll get to it in a second. I just was curious, have you made a documentary before, before this film?
1: No, this was sort of me taking a deep dive into um, a whole new world. This was my first film.
0: It's your first film because I know you have like extensive experience. Uh, You have a a, a studio, right? You have like a a, what do you do in Toronto? Just let people know what you do in Toronto.
1: Yeah, uh, I have a dance theater company, so I've been in the performing arts for over 20 years Um, and uh, dance theater uh, is really my primary medium. Um, So I've you know, I love documentaries, but I've never attempted to to make a film. So this was um, You know, this project was really my first um, my first stab at uh, making film, making documentaries. But my primary um, artistic form is um, live uh, stage dance theater.
0: Okay, so obviously March uh, 2020 uh, changes a lot of things for you, I'm assuming, right, because you're doing a lot of live stage performances. I'm sure this is what you do for a living. You're very talented. That changes that kind of like disappears for you so then is this when you kind of got motivated yourself to make a documentary
1: i did um so what was happening at the time was a lot of performing artists because um obviously venues were closing down um there was a you know restrictions around um, gatherings and also you know the art form of dance requires touch and contact so you know, our sector was really the first to um, to have such a hit and, and really the last to start resuming. So um, a lot of dance artists at the time were, you know, forced to um, experiment with digital um, and film. And uh, what was really happening at the time, people kind of resorted to um, basically trying to adapt live performance um, into the digital world, which for me, wasn't really as exciting trying to uh, do live streaming or to have this presentational style of dance but try to put it online Um, because obviously you know dance and live performance is a whole different um, experience when you're in person so um, I I just didn't feel creative and motivated during that that uh, time of the pandemic early the early time of the pandemic and so um, I thought you know I was interested in in making film, and um, what happened was Anna Anna's story was really the the motivation for me to take that leap. Um, I knew her through um, uh, a colleague of mine who dances for my company, so I was familiar with their family's story, and um, there was an opportunity to um, you know capture that and share it uh, with other people, and so I you know that was really sort of the motivation to. Uh, shift gears and step out of dance and which is something I love to do anyways my work is interdisciplinary so I love stepping out of what is comfortable and familiar Mm -hmm. to me and um, and so that's how um, this all started.
0: So it's really well put together like for your first film like I'm just so curious about how what what your process was did you like write a script because there's it's a very uh, cinematic and visual film and then it's interspersed with uh, the interviews. So did you, what, what was your process in making the film? Like, you know, it's a, it's a daunting task, right? To, to like make your first film. So what did you do? Did you, did you write a script first and kind of like a bullet point of what you wanted to say? Or did you go out and do the, I'm just curious what your process was
1: yeah it's interesting i mean um it may not even be because i didn't really know what the correct way of making the film was i i really relied on my intuition as a choreographer and so um, in performances when i create my live work i really rely on um, you know strong narratives strong storytelling and also uh, themes that are really important to me that i'm passionate about And thirdly, uh, my work really is imagistic. I I love images and um, things that are really striking or evocative and um, intimate. So I I really kind of brought the same sensibilities to to film. And and, um, what ended up happening is we we shot the film in one day, we didn't really script it. Um, It was all very intuitive and, you know, it was kind of a magical collaboration between myself and uh, the cinematographer and Anna, who was the featured uh, person in the story, sharing her story. Um, But prior to that, I spent several months really working and collaborating with Anna um, in terms of um, helping her and supporting her in terms of how to share her story. Mm. Um, You know, she was used to very doing very sort of um, different types of interviews, I guess you could say, you know, because she's an activist, she's trying to really seek justice for her mother. So um, she often gets uh, interviewed by journalists or uh, or other media outlets. So she wasn't used to um, talking about some of the um, sensory experiences of her story, I guess you could say, in terms of, you know, what her her experience was, how she felt, where was she, um, you know, those kinds of details. So I really worked with her a lot on that prior to filming. And of course I found really an, an amazing cinematographer who, um, you know, was able to bring my vision to life. I, I, I told her the, the type and the aesthetic that I want, the pacing, the feel, and we sort of collaborated on the spot together um, during the day of the filming.
0: Danielle, I think we've shown films of her in the past. At our fe- when we were at the Carlton uh, back in the day, I think I met her too, is Danielle, right? The Silva?
1: Danielle, yes, yes, yeah. Danielle. Um, yeah. that's, that's amazing. Yeah, she's wonderful because, and I think I really spent some time looking for the right cinematographer because um, I wanted someone who was racialized, uh, female identifying, someone who um, likes to work with this type of content because that yeah. was really the most important thing. And, um, and I looked at her work and I, I, I loved the images that she was using in her work. And I thought this is sort of the direction I want to go. And that's how, that's how we connected.
0: Yeah, Small World, because like, because the name uh, popped out for me. It's like, oh, I know this, but it was, like, it was in 2000. I think we showed a couple of her films in 2019. She was doing this series out in Africa. And uh, so we, and with, with so she was collaborating with somebody. And so, okay, so you did it in one day. So, what did you, okay, so you shot the interview in one day and then you did all the B roll, like all the kind of like quote unquote like imagery in the, it all in just one day?
1: Pretty much all in one day. And then um, Danielle uh, took some additional shots, gotcha. uh, you know, after that. But really, I would say 95% of the, the filming happened in one day um and uh and then we was sort of we were tasked with working with what we had and uh i think the most difficult was part for me was trying to reduce anna's story which was you know six hours interview probably <laughs> six or seven hours down to 19 minutes that was really challenging because all parts of her story were really really important and really interesting and um and really integral to understanding the whole context of, of the experience. And so yeah. um, that was the, the most difficult part. You know, what do you take and what do you like go of?
0: Well, she's she's dynamic on, on screen and in interview. And I got to give kudos to your interview skills because she just let it all out. And it's so engaging. And what you did, too, is that you kind of like when you when she was telling her story, you kind of went off in imagery and kind of like created a different kind of vortex of what what she's saying but at the same time we would she's so like so interesting and the way you guys shot it is so interesting because you get extreme close-ups and the way we would just we just saw her for 20 minutes talking it's like it's still a good film that's so interesting obviously the story is so heartbreaking and so like full of roll. it's a roller coaster i guess right so kudos to you for just getting this 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 uh like for, for for getting her and kudos obviously for her too for like sharing this story in such a such a potent way
1: thank you yeah i think what really worked well for us was um she had a lot of trust you know in us and me especially because i had already a pre-existing relationship with her i was familiar with her story and the time spent and we spend a lot of time and care in making sure that she uh, felt comfortable and that uh, the story was shared in a way that wasn't exploiting her and her mm-hmm. family and so I think with that care and time that was invested allowed her to really open herself up and feel safe to to go places emotionally um, and I think really that that was the key thing for our process, you know, because really it's about her, it's one woman um, talking about her story. And and also what was different is she was really used to talking about the events and not so much about how the events affected her and her experience of of what happened. And so this was a new kind of shift for her as well, um, because she wasn't used to going to those deep places and talking Mm -hmm. about herself though. you know, it was interesting.
0: What did she think of the film when she saw it?
1: She was um, she was very happy with it, and I was of course terrified because you know, um, anytime you're taking someone else's story, you're you're um, you have a responsibility to make sure that you're sharing it in a very respectful way um, and you're honoring the person. And there's really intention behind it; it's deliberate, and it's not just sort of you know, what's the point of it? So we wanted to make sure that it was shaped in a way that she would be happy with it. And also that could support her advocacy in some in some way um, in, in terms of getting her story out. So she was she was very supportive, very happy. There were things that, you know, there was consultations with her throughout. So she gave feedback on, on certain things. There were parts of her story that she later said, I, you know, I, I'm not sure I want to have this in there. So we took it out. And mm. so she was, you know, collaborating with us in terms of even in the editing phase. To make sure that you know we're we stay on track with our um, objective
0: and I don't know who Koopa uh, was smart enough to, to, to but her eyes are so dynamic obviously when she's talking to like it's like the thoughts and memories are going right to her to her eyes and you really took it not took advantage of it but you really like centered on like the, her eyes and like going into the stream. there's a couple of stream close-up shots but even the way it was lit it's all centered on her eyes. So amazing job there.
1: Thank you. Yeah, she's she is she's very intense. Yeah. <laughs> she's very deep and, and so- It would have to be
0: what she's expected after well, everything she's experienced, right? There would have to be a certain intensity to her.
1: Exactly, and she's a very strong activist in the world. So she's, you know, she's both powerful and, and vulnerable, I think, in, in this film. And that was really important to me to show both sides of her um and uh yeah we 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 lucked out in that she she just kind of let it go and you know trusted us with the story
0: you keep kept going back to to uh when she's outside kind of like a b-roll shot when she's wearing yeah. the lights yeah. how did you get her to do that
1: you know she was really um, a good sport. She was willing to kind of go with the flow. We asked her so many different things, you know, if she'd be willing to try this, try that. And again, because we were sort of going on impulse and, and um, intuition, um, you know, I was a little worried, is, is she going to be resistant or uncomfortable, but she really wasn't. She was full trust in us. She tried different things. She, you um, you know, it was cold, it was a cold, snowy day. Um, and um she never complained, she was out there, she was committed, and uh yeah, she just took it on. I we really kind of worked with the symbolism of her story, um, with the images that we were trying to capture, uh, with the visuals, and um there was, I mean, plenty there to work with anyways.
0: So this was uh this was funded by the Canadian Council for the Arts.
1: Yes, the Canada Council for the Arts. Um, So there, you know, with the pandemic, the Arts Councils were really trying to keep live performing artists afloat and and thankfully there was um, investment in artists to experiment with digital works. And so um, I had very small funding from them at the beginning and um, uh, we kind of put it to good use. Yeah,
0: that's, that's amazing And yeah because I'm curious about because Danielle I, like obviously she's very talented and but your music and sound design is very poignant too. And I think is there three songs in your film?
1: There are three songs, yes. Um, I mean we didn't have the budget to um, to get a composer to really you know uh, create the music for this film. So um, it was you know licensing the right music that um, you know I thought that would really work with this yeah um and, and support support the visuals
0: it works it, Like it's a, maybe it, or you can argue that's a little bit better than even a composer because there's like different kinds of moods and streamlines so
1: yes yes thank you
0: and, and then you had like a sound designer like kind of putting it all together
1: i mean no we really had danielle uh you know danielle and i worked together and danielle was the one who um who worked with uh the sound as well and in, in post so
0: well yeah terrific and what did you guys think about the audience feedback video that we sent you the audience reaction video you know,
1: that, that was fantastic thank you so much for for the opportunity to share that I mean that's really been a treat with um having that feedback and especially recorded feedback we haven't you know a lot of film festivals don't provide that and so this was really um, a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Um, I think what was really exciting for us was to to hear back things that we put a lot of thought into in terms of communicating our intention or choices that we made artistically Um, and it was nice to hear that those things were communicated. You know, somebody said it seems like there's a lot of care that's been put into making this film, which is true. That's that was one of the things that you know we pride ourselves on. Um, I think someone else talked about you know the visuals and how they flow together. It was very artistic, and and um, and I was another intention of mine was not to make it a very kind of you know sit-down interview with uh, with Anna. I wanted it to have all these different visuals and allow the audience to also use their imagination and. Um, and to have that, um, yeah, that full scope of the narrative, you know, all the senses um, ignited. So it was nice to hear that, that feedback really. And also just that it wasn't a revictimization of the story that um, there was resiliency and mm-hmm. beauty and all those things were also part of it and were communicated. So it was great to hear that, okay, we did our job and, and things landed.
0: No that's what I, I think I was referencing before and it's like a your, your your story arcs were like a mo like a roller coaster there was like it wasn't just a downward slope of sadness it was like it's up and there's there it's a story it's like a, it's an amazing story it's almost like a you know, Hollywood would make this into a feature, you know, like Hallmark kind of film, right? <laughs> but they're only, you know what I mean. There's, there's, there's definitely substance in this in this story, and 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 for you to to capture that and 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 for making your first film, truly amazing. You're very smart in terms of like who you know you who, what what picking the story in, in first place, but also picking the right team and and making sure that it's executed like it should be. So. So I want to see what you do next. I want to see your next film. Are you? Do you have the bug?
1: I do, actually. Um, I <laughs> just uh, co-directed uh, and co-produced a dance film. And it's funny, uh, that was my next question.
0: I, I was saying you should do a dance film because I think that. Yes. It,
1: yeah, uh, yeah um, so that that's um, in the editing phase and we're going to screen it this fall. Um, So that was also an exciting um, experience. We took a bunch of artists down to Quebec. Um, We lived together, filmed there, and uh, created something really, really amazing that I'm, uh, you know, I'm hoping that all the pieces will come together again. Magic happened there. So I I started looking at the footage now and it's it's quite exciting. So we're editing now.
0: And how long, I'm just curious, how long is the film going to be?
1: Probably about 25 minutes.
0: Wow, that's a that's a long dance film. I can't wait to see it. So it's got a it's, it's certain, it's got a beginning and middle and end story to it?
1: It does. It does. It's it um it does have a narrative and there's a lot of characters, and um uh it's actually shot on this beautiful land, this um old heritage house in Quebec. And um, so it's got this kind of ghostly uh apparition. Um, We're playing with the idea of the psychological world slipping between one world and the other um, and uh, paradox of relationships, that sort of thing. And the film is called Slipping. Uh, So um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting elements in there for sure.
0: Are you performing in the film as well?
1: Well, myself and my co-director, we made a and co-choreography. We made a, um, a small cameo, but um, but no, for the most part, there are four dancers, four characters, and we make a small appearance.
0: <laughs> gotcha. No, because the way you you're talking about um, storytelling in your dancing and storytelling, like, and then now you can now you understand how the lens works, how the camera works, and then it seems to be a good match for you to like to take that to take your elements of what you know as what you do like in your in your studio in your studio and then what you just learn in this film and kind of putting them together because I, I think that that was my that was what I was gonna say you should do a dance film and then you're already doing it. So
1: yeah I mean I um for me anyways I felt like dance and film are, are so similar. They yeah. have a lot of similarities, you know, the moving image in terms of um the pacing, the flow. Um, the angle, um, what you're highlighting, what you're not, um, all those elements are the same things that we use in, in performance, live performance on stage. Um, you know, obviously we don't have the camera to do that and, and the lens to do that, but mm-hmm. we are looking through the audience's lens and, you know, what, how they're viewing the dancers or the performers on stage. Sure. So for me, there was just a lot of parallels.
0: Yeah, and then I guess you learned right away is that, is that... The dancers have to do it over and over again So because on stage you're just doing it once right then now now you're just cutting you're, you're moving the camera so they got to keep doing the same routine over and over and over again on the day right
1: it's true and actually that's kind of the luxury of, of having film is that you can stop and you can redo it and you can edit um yeah. whereas live performance that's it and every every time you perform it there's there's slightly different, you can never do it exactly the same, which is its own beautiful thing, but, um, but it is kind of interesting to have a film where you have that you know, luxury again to um, really pick, pick the best things yeah. that you wanna hone in on and, and redo things and stop and, and then discover new things. There are certain things um, that you know, don't really work on stage, like little nuances that work really beautifully on camera, um, which I'm you know, i discovering. I mean, as an audience member, when I watch film, um, those are the things that I see, the beautiful little details that don't necessarily read on stage in live performance. So it's been really fun exploring all those different elements and those possibilities.
0: Well, from my, my world, because uh, we do a dance uh, festival, is that there's been a renaissance of dance films since COVID, right? Like there's yeah. been so many amazing films I've made, and people like yourself are are like directing directing for the first time, and you have you come from such an interesting point of view. So I think there's going to be like a, it's even going to be more profound in the next few years. Where like I'm not saying it's going to be totally mainstream. You're going to see it at the at the the multiplex, but I think that there's going to be more. There's going to be feature dance films. There's going to be more kind of a, a showcase of, of of dancing in in the movies next couple of years. So I think you're at the right time right now.
1: Great. And I, and I think it's, you know, it's really great because for, um, for again, for live performers, sometimes touring and trying to get your work up in yeah. other places, it's very expensive and it's very, you know, it can be very expensive and difficult to take a whole ensemble and sets and all those things. And so film is really a wonderful way to get your work out mm-hmm. to audiences outside your um, home city and, um, and really have have more people see your work it's uh it's a great sort of option um, as well
0: but it also sells your live performance so you have a good dance film you show it people like it and then they want to see you then, then they want to see you at the live performance or the dancers or the version you know what i mean so it kind of sells the that it's sort of like that seems to be the new new thing, right? You see something on film, and it's like, oh, I want to I want to go see that in person. I want to go experience that feel. So,
1: absolutely. And, and one thing we're you know actually that you pointed out um, for this new dance film that I'm working on. Uh, usually, what happens is with in the dance live performance world, um, you do you do a live show, and then you might adapt that live performance to film. Um, so we're kind of doing the opposite with this. We, we created the film and what we're hoping to do is on the next stage is to adapt the film to a live show, um, like a full length. Yeah, exactly. Film. Yeah. So that that's going to be interesting to, yeah. to yeah, kind you, of, again, step in and out of the two worlds.
0: Exactly. You got it. So like, I know it's a simple thing to say, but you, you, you understand, you get it. So I yeah. wish you the best. I I really do, especially cause I'm, I'm from Toronto as well. So so, obviously, I have a, a emotional attachment to people like yourself to make great things, and you did. I love this film. I think it's fantastic. So,
1: Thank you so much. And the, and the Carlton, uh, you know, uh, cinema is also really special to me because when I came to Canada, um, I lived in that neighborhood. So, mm. it's, you know, I grew up in that area, and so it's, it's really awesome that that's also one of the menus that you guys... Uh,
0: well, hopefully, they'll eventually, in the next, like, year, they'll open full-time, and they'll get and then you can do live like events like we did and it could be sold out and like they're, they're still not there yet right so
1: yeah well crossing our fingers yeah. all
0: right thank, thank you, you so, so much. much
1: one two three four five six seven eight Schlemia. 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 Incorporated. we're going to do